Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sift Taker Snapshots podcast. Joining me as usual is Mr. Polly. Hello there. And we've also got Liam. Sorry, everyone. Buenos dias. <laughs> I just realised I sounded more like um, sh- um, what's it called that um, Simon Pegg movie, um, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. I sounded more like Hot Fuzz than Obi Wan Kenobi with my hello there. It's like hello there. <laughs> And also Do stepping out from behind the mic is Tim. <laughs> get, get Tim in. Get Tim introduced before we start waffling. <laughs> it's just one swan, actually. It's what? Sorry. Never mind. Oh dear! Over, over <laughs> his head. <laughs> I didn't hear him. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're, this week we're going to talk about a. Uh, there's been a couple of events. So there was um, a charity event at Boarding Bomb Brum. <laughs> Boarding Bomb. <laughs> Here's the le- the level of conversation for today. Set early. I'm not going to lie. I- I've had a few drinks. Um, <laughs> so that's oh, why you volunteered. <laughs> uh, we went and watched a bit of the funeral in the pub today. You know, oh, okay. like proper oh. British, like proper British people. <laughs> and um, what's it called? I got it wrong last time, so I'm not saying it. The latest GSP qualifier. Corbin. Um, yeah, Jeremy that's what I said. <laughs> uh, do you want to start there because the other one we're probably going to a bit more because Liam and Tim were there so we'll start off with the, the, the two finalists I guess so we've got Andrew Cox and Charles Forrest Latour maybe both first order lists so we've got uh, Andrew Cox had got Kylo Ren uh, Commander Malorus, Scorch, Dread and Grudge which is basically Crispy's list and then Charles has got Kylo Nightfall, uh, 709 Legion Ace. Wow, this is the different list than I was expecting. Uh, Malarus and Scorch. Uh, should, should we talk about the second place list more? Because I think we, we've talked a lot about the first list already. So the, the first place list is a variant on Crispy's. He's taken different, um, some different <laughs> stuff. The key, yeah, the key bits are, are basically the same, but he's taken engine upgrade and daredevil and grudge instead of skilled bombardier. Um, so I don't quite understand the choices, but um, yeah, he's taken a shield upgrade on scorch instead of predator and optics. So it's a little bit more defensive, um, and this I mean, a different build in Kylo as well. So it's more defensive, but still obviously, yeah, um, whatever he's done worked in it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. How much of this? Do you all predict that will survive the points change? Um, I um, don't know what they can change on the bomber in terms of points that will reduce its effectiveness unless they just nuke its loadout. I can see him uh, making electro chaff one pip, just one of them then. I can't that... I don't think they'll make that change. If anything, they've already shown a, a um, a willingness to errata, so possibly an errata to the pre-move boost ability to make it a red boost. But I mean, I can't see that. That kills the ship. No, I don't, I, I don't think it does at all. And, and I think, um, I mean, I, I think if it was a choice bes- between boosting for your reposition or dropping or launching ordnance, I think that would be. It's uh, one uh, or the other. Like at the moment, the pre the, the pre move and the drop or launch is what is really powerful because it's it's the ability to be able to boost or sorry drop a proxy into mine or bomb and boost or the other way around. So like like any Jedi nearby them are, are scared. Like from my, my own personal experience, because the the bomber's initiative so low, they get to move first. So it's almost like they have perfect information in the system phase of where they want a reposition drop. And then if you can fire that chaff cloud with a skilled bombardier and either launch it before or after you boost, like you just accept the fact that you're going to get hit by a chaff cloud because, you know, it could be anywhere. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, personally, and it's it's like I've been thinking about like points change, like coming to Republic and stuff. I think perhaps an errata would be better than a points because maybe if you put their points up, I mean, I don't know. Maybe up by a point? I don't know. But I think an errata is probably a more balanced solution. Yeah, I can't see him going up a point because that makes them five points each. And at that point, you just wouldn't bother touching him. Well, Malorus at three. That's a bit ridiculous as well, isn't it? 
yes, Malaris at three is ridiculous, <laughs> but at the same time, I could, I can't see a case for us to go going up to four because I think you'd still take her at four, and you don't bother. There's better options at four though. You can tell like Ember stuff like that. I mean, that's the problem with this li- this list building mechanic. In a way, is that you've got very little uh, m- m- sort of uh, room for maneuver because that is it. Do you increase a ship by a point or decrease it by a point? And that is what you know one one twentieth of your of your overall squad cost. So that's that's a massive impact on your squad cost changing it rather than you know being able to tweak it by you know a few a few points in a two hundred point list. Um, so yeah, that's so, it. Go on. Yeah, so so Malarus in two hundred point squad building cost is thirty three. So that equates down to three point three points, so three and a half essentially, a little bit under. Um, but yeah, it's as you said, it's the um, the granularity of squad building now kind of means that tweaking Malarus now means do you make her loadout value so low that she can't take cluster missiles um, or increase her up to four points so that she's in the discussion with other four-point FOs as opposed to being the auto-include because she's only three points and has an ability that makes her able to punch. Um, but, I mean, at the minute, she's... The only four point FO is Midnight, isn't it? It is, yeah. They're, they're all yeah, um, apart from Midnight. Midnight's not touched. Yeah. Yeah, because four points is too much. But I think Malaris is probably a four point candidate because I5 plus the pilot ability. Um, I think if she went to four, she'd probably still get used. But um, yeah, I, d- I don't know if they're going to change this version of the list. And I don't think it's as all conquering as. Um, the, the internet, certain corners of the internet would have you believe. Um, I think Chris is a very, very strong player, and I think people just haven't quite figured out how not to joist into the chaff, or how not to be as badly affected by the chaff. It is possible, if not to dodge it, to minimise the impact of it. Um, you know, and we have had other events that have been won by other things. Um, I was actually thinking about it today, I think if you look across kind of the results if you're not looking at the winner but you're actually looking at what's making cut um across all of these gold squadron events and across a lot of the in-person stuff it's fairly varied you know there are some common factors there are some stronger things there are some higher things but there's stuff from every faction winning you know a few weeks ago we were talking about the separatist list that won something Mm -hmm. you know we were talking about rebel stuff that was you know unassailable and going to smash everything and it's disappeared into nothingness now because you know stuff has turned up that techs against what the rebels are good at and i think the the, the broader meta the competitive game at least is in a fairly good spot where there are viable options in each of the seven factions um this first order one i think isn't it's definitely not uh, an autopilot list either it's one that does require knowledge of how the list works um and how all the triggers work and what it's capable of to get the best out of it. And I think that if we turned up to a big event now, you'd get a lot of people, or you might see a lot of people using it um, in the middle to low tables, as well as a few people using it in the high tables. Um, because, you know, it's not just a... It's not Ghost Fen, I'll put it that way. It's not version 1 Ghost Fen. <laughs> but even then, even then, version 1 Ghost Fen was in the low tables as well, wasn't it? As well as the high tables, because people didn't know how to fly it. So yeah, yeah, it was all over the place, weren't it? Yeah, I think all all lists do that, though, don't they? Um, it is definitely doing well at the moment, but it is beatable. Or I would have won Germany. <laughs> totally. Nobody else had anything to say about that. It was just <laughs> the, that one loss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's have a little bit of a, a gander at the other list. It is it is a similar list, but it's gone with um, three whispers. Oh, tell a lie! It's got no um, no bombers. So I'm a great big liar. And it's got Malaris has got fanatical and cluster missiles. Um, which is again the the whispers are very good though, aren't they? Um, I know Dave locally has been flying. I think four of them. And Ember, is it? 
Yeah, he's been flying for an ember. Um, That's pretty disgusting as well. Yeah, he's trading in three or four whispers plus ember plus or other ships. Occasionally, he drops an FO in there or a bomber or whatever, but he keeps falling back to the other three or four whispers. He's got five. He's managed to secure enough that he can run the, the five list. <laughs> but, um, I finally own two. <laughs> I do. I've got four. Yeah, em- he said Ember adds something. I've played against him with the list a couple of times, and it's it's an interesting thing because basically, if your dice roll average, because you're tokenless a lot because of um, you're jamming and rotating and you know to get shots and that kind of thing. And he's like, if your dice roll average, it's great. If your variance tickles down to negative, then it sucks. You know, if you're rolling, you know, three greens and getting an evade or two brilliant if you're on three greens and getting no evades or one then it's awful um but you know just because it's the way I mean, that, that could be said about any list though couldn't it really yeah it it, it kind of relies i think what i'm saying is it relies very heavily on not rolling blanks on attack because it can't yeah. do anything about them um because it's only ever having a focus so you know you put a procket on a on a whisper that's brilliant it's a five dice attack once for a ship that's trying to look for bullseye anyway but on average, with a single modded procket, you're hitting on a uh, you're hitting three. If you manage to get it double modded, um, then you know obviously it's a lot scarier. But yeah, people start caring about dodging prockets if they're double modded. Um, but anyway, I mean this is a really interesting version because the Kylo is interesting because he's different. He's got malice, um, and then he's got. You know, obviously, instinctive and predator concussion optic, so he's hitting like a truck because he's just taking a focus to convert his blanks. Um, and then he's got a bunch of prockets, Malarus with cluster missiles and scorch. So, I mean, Charles's list is actually a bit closer to Crispy's in terms of loadout of the ships that aren't bombers, but then he's traded two bombers for two more whispers. So. I mean, here everything's jammed because of the whispers instead of jammed because of the chaff missiles. So, because you chuck Nightfall and the 790 Legion in just into the mix and just jam, focus jam something and then proc it something else. It's pretty dirty, to be honest. Yeah, it's, I do enjoy flying the first order, to be honest. There's lots of little tricks and things, isn't there? Yeah. It's worth pointing out that one of the two top fours was um, the ever so slightly disgusting five ties and two reapers list. I was just about to talk about that. Oh, go on. You you, you start and I'll just be disgusted. I'm kind of gutted that I, uh, I didn't buy the second reaper when I had the chance now. <laughs> um, so it's Aiden with Elusive and Ion Cannon. Then you've got Moth Gideon with Clusters, Overtuned and Targeting Computer. Um, two Jingoists, both with Overtunes. Wamper with Elusive, and you've got Captain Feroff with Ruthless, the Child, and Targeting Computer, and um, Vizier with Palpatine. A lot of crazy stuff going on in there. <laughs> so Iden, Iden basically nopes a shot. Uh, Moth Gideon can stop you spending defensive tokens. Um, obviously, we all know what the Jingoists do, and Wamper, because we see a lot of that. Feroff is the if you have no green tokens you gain an evade. Yep. Uh, and Vizier is the one that after he executes his ailerons you can coordinate, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's coordinating. I, and then you've got a floating force point on Palpatine as well that everybody can use. So. Um I've actually never played against this, but it does look filthy. Yeah. I I don't like it because it loses Hellrunner for the um, for the ties, um, but I do like it because it's still got five ties and then two bigger punchier slash blocking ships, so it looks really really strong for um objective play because it's got the bodies and it's got two mediums, two medium bases as well as having seven ships. Um, yeah, it's pretty filthy. <laughs> the yeah. fact that Aiden's just there to nope when you finally kill a tie. I didn't just say, nah. <laughs> no, not, no, not that's it. I'm kind of sad. Um, I'm really sad I didn't buy that second Reaper because that is filthy. Get yourself on eBay. No, buy one of them ridic- job lots. They're ridiculously priced now, the Reapers. Yeah. Which is weird because 
I would have thought there'd be still some knocking around somewhere. Get down the next war booted element. <laughs> somebody right. somebody that hasn't know. played somebody who hasn't played X Wing <laughs> for about three years will have one for sale for fifty P. <laughs> well, there was a lot of them knocking around, weren't there, in the one because yeah. there was a double Reaper list back then as well. I can't remember who it was, but at one of the Warboots elements, somebody turned up with a bunch of version one Imperials that nobody really he didn't really know what any of them were worth and he was selling everything for a fiver. And he had like gunboats. And somebody else who knew what they were worth just went over and went, I'll buy them gunboats off you for a fiver each. And he went, okay, and was happy because he'd got a tenner for two ships. And the bloke went over and stuck them in his um, stall in the warboot for 25 quid each and sold them later on that day. <laughs> just flipped <laughs> them for a 20 quid profit. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's rough, okay. that is. I, I <laughs> don't know how I feel about that. It, it's uh, <laughs> disgusting, really. <laughs> We've got... <laughs> um, it wasn't actually, I must hasten to add, it wasn't anybody who actually plays the game nowadays who did it. It was just somebody who knew the value of the of the, the single item. But, you know, I've done that at old car boot sales before where we've had stuff like old mobile phones and things that we've been selling. And somebody who's a car booter has just come over and gone, Are you selling them for a fiver? Yeah. Like, All right. And then you walk past their store later on and he's got them back on it for 15 quid because it's a working phone and somebody will buy it off him. The burner, it's like, All right, fine, whatever. <laughs> Um, or he has to take it home, and that's the. Let's be honest. The main reason for taking stuff to a car boot sale is just to get rid of it. Yeah. Fair. Um, so anyway, yeah, we've got in the the next list in the top four is uh, Nathan Blair with Emon Koshka and Q Nine. It seems like a a very Liam list. <laughs> yeah, Liam right, what was the list again? Sorry, Emon Koshka yeah. and Q Nine. Ooh. I take it you've not got the list up. <laughs> no, so no, Emon no. has got Maul, um, Concussion Bombs, Seismic Charge, and Andrasta, which is the bomb one, isn't it, I think? Yeah, extra bombs. Yes. Yeah, I think you can reload as well. Uh, Koshka's got Notorious, Ahsoka Tano, uh, Deadman Switch, Marauder, Veteran Tail Gunner, and then Q9 has The Child, Mandalorian, Greedo, Contraband, Baffle, and the Razor Crest title. And a secret hidden false transponder code. <laughs> Could be anything. You don't know that. Yeah, but it is always false transponder code. <laughs> um, See, I, I actually tried Q9 um, a couple of weeks ago and did not get anything good out of him. I was very disappointed with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a good list, isn't it? Because it's got two fire sprays. And then yeah. the the... the Q9's decent because you get actions on your turnaround turns or when you take reds, um, but it's not got any stress relief. So, again, once stressed, that ship is kind of going straight for the next turn, so it's pretty obvious where it is. But, you know, um, my concern would be that you then just end up getting absolutely munched because of Greedo, basically. You just end up at one point getting absolutely ruined. But, you know, the Mandalorian's there and can do all I mean, sorts of janky stuff with that and getting rid of, uh, getting reinforced and stuff, so. He is initiative five, though, so, you know, he might be alright with the Greedo. Yeah, maybe. It's, I, it's always f- fi- I always find that ship that somebody just gets behind it and just starts panelling it. Yeah, but he can do, do his K-turn and still get his calculates and all that nonsense. Yeah. And baffle and contraband. There's a lot of nonsense going on there. I think when I used the ship, I wasn't doing it right. But yeah, we we know from the from the past that two fire sprays is always pretty good. Yeah, um, maybe we're going to talk a bit more about it later on, aren't we? Um, I just want to touch on that we've got a rack in the top cut as well, which we haven't seen for a long time. Did we? Yeah, there's rack and one, two, three, four, five ties. Just one per ISB, ISB. Just load load the list up with those six points, and then figure out where you're spending the other fourteen. <laughs> well, I think I, th- I think that's basically the response I put into our group chat, didn't I? When David Wynn said, you know, about can you fly Imperial Aces, and I just said, well, you you take some Tie Fighters because it's two to six points of they'll go and hold objectives for you, and then you decide, you know, what else you want in the list, and it seems like a, a obviously a very solid way to start. Um, I think five ties work well together because it is just multiple shots. 
Yeah. yeah. Shout out to um, uh, Nicholas for making another cut. Also, I know it was Chopper in the Ghost. Yeah, the actor Two Ghosts um, has actually played using Separatist. It looks like a very old school list. Yeah, Droid Swan. Yeah, is his own list, isn't it? This looks similar. Yeah. Is there anything else that jumps out at anyone before well, I? Sort I mean, of I, th- I think Nicholas', Nicholas list is worth chatting about because it's a double ghost list. You know, it's it's. I mean, a bit of a bit of a. Uh, I suppose a similar list, perhaps to the double decimator that we've um, seeing. Uh, so you've got Chopper and Callus, uh, both with veteran t- uh, turret gunners and dorsal turrets. But you've got that Saw Guerrera, which is absolute nightmare on uh, Callus, which is basically take a damage turn all your eyes to crits. So if you're perhaps taking a target lock or whatever is your action, or just taking a reinforce and just not taking as much damage back. And then you've got the child Fenral on Chopper. And then they're backed up by Aaron Kraken, who has got Plasma Torps, I-5, so that's good for perhaps stripping shields off, uh, but also giving extra actions out. And then Arvel, A-Wing, I imagine, is fairly just a sort of cheap objective scorer in that. So that's a very nice list. But he's got Crackshot and Predator, so you can cram him in as a blocker and he still gets to roll three dice, double modded. Yeah. Um, Crackshot, range zero attacks. So he's pretty filthy. Um, If you can jam him into stuff and get him in the way of things. So yeah. Um, I've seen a few people sticking ghosts down. Um, But yeah, I think you're right, Tim. This is um, must play quite similar to the Decimators, but obviously instead of being able to orbit, they're just trying to turn their big four dice gun in and um, nuke stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like the ghost list of old, isn't it? You do not want to be landing range one front arc in front of them. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's just horrendous, especially with the Saw Guerrero version as well. <laughs> Even <laughs> range two. Or range. Yeah, range two. Range two, let's not. Range three. Mm, maybe I won't die, but range one, definite, definite. No, well, no. range one to two is even worse because you're going to get double tapped as well by the dorsal yeah. turret. So yeah, yeah it's, it's all those shots. But yeah, no, it's nice to see um, actor running out. Um, what's that? Three bombardment drones, three uh, vultures, and grievous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh... Sad, sad face, no resistance in cut. Closest was Ollie Pocknell, some guy who came about. I don't know, missed by a couple of points, went three and two. I think um, I think his two losses were top of cut and. I saw comments on it, but yeah, basically, um, yeah, obviously, he, he lost to two good players. Who did this? He lost to Remy and lost to Stephen Welland. Yeah, he lost Possibly. to Remy, who's double decimators, and he lost to um, Stephen Welland, who's who was decimator in five ties. Wasn't uh, Ollie flying just Poe and Ray for quite a while as well in, yeah. in 2.0, obviously? Yeah, yeah so, so he's got the reps in with that um, overdrive Poe, so he knows what he's doing with that. Yeah, so he flew um, um, Shatter Trick Ray, which is the one that Dan Athey used for England as his resistance, as part of his resistance list. Um, so basically, Ray can front arc six dice murder shots obstructed. Um, and uh, if you're having to side arc, oh no, they're only five dice murder shots um, when you're side arcing. So it's um, it basically punches really really hard um if you need it to plus poe doing torps but uh, ollie was um be- bemoaning variants as red dice variants he had a one health tie fighter lived to a range one rear arc so four dice double modded from ray and a torp from poe um double modded so eight double modded dice into a uh into a tie fighter that um had one health left and a single focus token and it lived um, and he was just like, oh, I was like, oh, well, <laughs> but, you know, just one of those things it just happens, doesn't yeah. it? But and then it goes back to what I said earlier about, you know, the different factions, because a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how awesome it was that, you know, at this event, the IRL event in America Nova, that, you know, tons and tons of resistance had made cut and, you know, it had gone really deep into it and done really well. And now none of them have made cut. So, you know. I think the, the the thing that we're seeing every tournament you're seeing something that includes three three two point tie fighters. Um, I think Imperials have got a very very solid core to list building just sitting there, 
Um, I don't think any other list can quite keep up with the efficiency that those three ships bring. Um, but, you know, obviously they're not winning everything because they didn't win this. First Order did. So there we go. Cool. Um, let's just move on to the uh, the BUM event. <laughs> um, the charity event at Boarding Brum. So Tim and also Liam were both there. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your list, Liam, because you did the worst? Uh, yeah, I know. And it's also not uploaded because you're useless. Oh, yeah. I told Ash I'd just flip a coin when I got there, and I just didn't do it. I was like, I'll run this. Uh, basically, I ran uh, Zam in the Fire Spray, Sunfak in the Nantex, and Grievous coming out a total of 20 points. It's fun and wholesome. It shares tokens. It hits pretty hard sometimes, unless you're against him. Uh, and it's a fun list. Uh, I lost my first game against one of its bad matchups, which is Resistance, and that was Sam Webb running Chewbacca in the Falcon, which I think is seriously underrated. Uh, F- Trigger Happy, Flyboy Poe, and then two Ys, because they're three points each. Rich has been playing around with that list. Yeah, it, it's solid. Like, Chewbacca did so much work. Poe did yeah. very little. He escaped I... one kill box and then got haunted by uh, Sunfak. Yeah, I've got a very different version of what I'm using with Chewbacca, but it's yeah, Chewbacca's really solid because you stick Ray Gunner on and then he just laughs around the place doing three hits when he throws dice. So <laughs> yeah, uh, my second game, uh, I was lucky I got the buy. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, I got Oliver Williams who every time he meets me just in a kidding. tournament, not really. <laughs> He just has some awful luck against me, and he was running uh, Mornaki in the Decimator, uh, Vader in the Tie X one, or is yeah. it the V one? I don't know. It's V one. The V one's the Inquisitor tie, isn't it? Yeah. So the Tie X one, <laughs> and I think it was two Jingoists and Valen. Yep. Uh, and as luck would have it, uh, Ash running the event. Uh, was just doing spot prizes every now and again so we randomised the tables and got table 5 which is what I was on and the prize was a Enigma Ward game in Painted Fire Spray I did I was, see that which I was gutted that I missed out on in his actual raffle <laughs> uh, but yeah like he comes down and goes right the winner gets this looks at Ollie and goes do not let him win this because he's been hounding me for this uh, but, like, he clearly didn't know what Ollie's record was against me. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie fell, fell to uh, Chaff. Uh, his Decimator and Vader landed on the Chaff. Vader took a shot into Zam, who then strained him and then put four damage through with his re- uh, retaliation shot and his standard shot. And then Vader had to run away, in which Grievous was like, ah, you're minus one edge. Because I got out manoeuvre and you did. Oh, uh, second game was against James Cockgrave, uh, who was running Vader. I don't know. Was oh, no we... list for him. No, it was it was like Vader, Turfener, two ISB Uh Marrick Steel. Speaking of whatever noise that was, I watched the Goonies last week. <laughs> Whenever I see Turfaneur, I imagine the guy from the Goonies saying it. Honestly, it was we were playing Salvage that one, and it came down to like, I was ahead on points, and if James killed Grievous, he was well in the game. But Grievous just kept clearing his stress, boosting, and focusing. And Vader was just chasing him, but kept changing the hit to a crit. And both times, Grievous was like, oh, that's a ship crit. Cancel. <laughs> and that off with Impervium. I'll carry on going. While uh, Zam was just flying around doing this, that in the background, carrying a crate. So uh, I managed to scrape a win there. And then I played against him. That went well for you, didn't it? 
it was horrible. Like, it's always a good game against him, to be fair. But it's how we both analyse our list. It's a bad matchup for me. Uh, I tried to do what I could. I had to get Click off. Click survived a couple turns longer than I wanted. And I just... Because it, it was uh, scramble the transmissions and I just couldn't get the damage through or keep the points up. And then he binned off Zam, which meant it was a, a complete no-go for me. But Tim's list is proven. I mean, no one else runs it. And Tim absolutely wrecks face with it. So I, I, wasn't, I didn't mind that I lost. I, I was a bit bummed out by my overall two and two. But at the same time, it's a list personally that I haven't run in 2.5 all that much I thought about it a lot but I had two bad matchups over the day uh, I won a fire spray and I enjoyed all my games and I think I don't know like, I don't think I'd change anything I just need more reps on my list it's not always about necessarily doing well sometimes it's fun just to go in and enjoy yourself I was happy I could just keep up the meme of Ollie being the buy for me. <laughs> to be honest, when I saw that matchup, I thought, oh, it's a bit hard for Liam. And then Ollie did what Ollie does best. Should we say, <laughs> should we sell well, well, well done to Mr. Cameron for winning another event at Boring Brum? Well, I was going to go on to that at the end. I was going to get Tim to have a little chat about him, his list. Oh, okay, go on then. Oh, that's fine, Rich. We just skip over me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I was gonna, I was gonna be mean about Andy, but I'll be mean about you instead if you want to. <laughs> um, he just likes to try and be in control, don't you, Rich? <laughs> try. <laughs> yeah. Don't him. So yeah, four, um, four close, uh, good games. Uh, I drew um, Adam, who was uh, taking uh, a net list, and then dropped out halfway through the event, uh, which cost me strength for the schedule. So thank you very much, Adam. Um, but yeah so like like i the the resistance list with the y wings is just a tough matchup especially when you're not playing chance engagement so much health to 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 get through uh but there was genuine shock in adam's face when i killed a y wing on the first engagement um, oh jesus but it's what it's what my list can do with when i when i've got bullseyes lined up it's like illuminara and um Obi-Wan can both chuck out an awful lot of red dice with obviously focus tokens and fire convergence. Uh, click as well um, goes in with Besh. So you, you use the target lock to Besh rather than re-rolls because you, you can use fire convergence as well. Um, so with those three shots, I was fairly happy. Plus click throwing some red dice for good measure. So I initiative killed a Y-Wing before you know it even came to it. Um, but it's just repeated shots from all those iron cannons. You know, damage does trickle through. The bombs start going off. Uh, so yeah, it was it was um, always going to be a tough game. Um, I then played. I think Johnny Hall game two, um, who managed to get Obi Wan down to one hole in the first engagement, and then Obi Wan lived for the entire game through mixture of. Um, me just rolling enough paint at the right time. Like, I think one point he got three hits from an ion torpedo into Obi-Wan. I rolled and evade two blanks out of hand and then dedicated my two blanks and rolled and evade on each of them. Um, so, yeah, Obi-Wan was living a charmed life in that game and uh, managed to get the win. Then I played Sam in game three, which was the Chewie, Poe, um, two wise, And Poe didn't want to play that game. He rolled... I want to say five green dice. So it was basically two with an elusive re-roll and then two and rolled blanks on all of them and died to two shots. And then um, Chewie was out, out out of the game for most of it. So he, he sent Chewie down one flank and I uh, sort of distracted him with Contrail and then I just sort of flew off the other way. Um, and then, yeah, the final game versus Liam. I think what was probably quite telling is that, I mean, Sunfac probably didn't have any range one shots maybe one um so like i was you know we were chatting about it afterwards because there's only three ships in liam's list and the tricks that i've got in mind with you know click and you know my defensive tokens he just doesn't get a chance to push enough damage through um so yeah zam zam got beaten up unfortunately for liam um just 
rep sort of repetitive shots, um, just like doing damage. Um, did survive quite a long time because she had to disengage, but uh, we basically traded control for Zam, and I was like, "Well, that's a three-point ship for a nine-point ship, so I'll I'll take that." And uh, yeah, no, decent day, three-one. Um, yeah, just missed out on a ship, unfortunately, but you know. That list of yours is absolutely disgusting. It is, like, yeah. When, when it works, when everything works, yes. Yeah. That's that's what I say to people. Disgusting. Yeah, when 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 the tricks work, it is horrendous. However, you know there are times where the tricks don't work, um, or um, you know, like if you roll more, if you roll four more red dice into my ships, you are going to push damage through because most of mine is 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 just rolling three green dice. Unless it's yeah. obviously range and obstruction. Um, so if you're firing proton torps into me, like Wedge with proton torps scares me because like he can just push through more damage. Wedge than I, with I proton torps scares everyone, Tim. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I get that, but that is like a real like. I mean, certainly in the XTC, there was an awful lot of rebel lists out there that you'd have like the shattering trickshot loops as well. And it's just like I can't play those lists because they roll too many red dice with double mods. Um, but then when I get to playlists that are only rolling three red dice, it's like, well, I can counter this. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the list still. Uh, I'm thinking about tinkering a few things. I, I just played Andreola in the league and I lost seventeen twenty. Um, he mashed, uh, he grabbed four objectives in the last turn with two ships, which was quite impressive. Um, but yeah, we were having a chat in that game about, you know, again, like we were chatting earlier about the FO bomber, about what points changes might come in. I don't think uh, you can put the points up on the lat, or I don't I don't think you want to fiddle with its loadout value because it's got so many slots. And I think we chatted about this before, but I could yeah. absolutely see some of the upgrades going up in cost. Um, but so I might try a five ship list without the lat. Um, I still think the lat is quite an iconic piece. Um to the faction you know not just from the films or anything like that but it's 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 uh how that faction plays with the clones supporting the jedi um so it'd be a real shame if they did break that um but we'll see see what happens with the points update but i might have a play with um different jedi or different clones um but certainly in this particular build um i think you know click does so much work um Contrail is actually you know, the secretly is, I think I, one game, I can't remember if it was against Johnny or against Sam, but I think all the damage was done by the two V-Wings. You know, they, they were just going in there with 7th Fleet Gunner, with their, with Besh, with Focus Tokens, and they were the ones doing the damage. Um, so yeah, no, no, no slouches, certainly. Cool. I'm just nice that you're enjoying a list, because you, you've sort of been settled on this list for quite a while now, haven't you? Not this necessarily no. exact list but the republic in general well that was it so it was back probably about february march time so what was it i, I pretty much jumped onto the faction with i want to say was it adeptcon was won by the anakin bomber list yes it was that nathan id list weren't it yeah so i kind of started playing that and that was with one view to the xtc of we probably wanted a republic player or at least i felt we wanted a republic player so i kind of wanted to put my flag out early to say that well i'm gonna like practice and learn how to play republic um and I'm, i am enjoying them um i've been d dabbling with a few other lists i've just had no time to play recently with work and everything else so it's just kind of um you know when you've had so many reps with a list and we, we've we've chatted about this before I, I i know all my triggers i know my matchups i know how to play certain lists so it's like well if uh, i sorry i mean you don't know all your triggers do you well you missed one well, you, you miss Notorious as well, so we could all point fingers at people who forget stuff, Liam. I mean, you miss. I'm, I'm on about Corky here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that one. But that's fine. <laughs> but but as 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 we determined at the end of the game that uh, you had two awful shots anyway that did no damage. So, but yeah, the, the, oh, no. the one the one time that Corky's second line was ever going to trigger was against Liam, and I forgot it. What is the second line? So the if if the lat obstructs a shot. I think you get an extra green dice. Oh, right. And it was just, I just suddenly, I remembered at the end of the game, I was like, oh, the other part of Corky's dice, because the lat is very, very rarely in front of the target you're shooting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's usually yeah, so back, yeah. Back, well, that's it. So rather than take the range one shots into the lat, he was taking range two into click. 
because um, he was desperately trying to get click off the board and he was just laugh- laughing in Galactic Republic. Um, you know. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, I mean, if Adamant dropped, she maybe you would have been second. To- uh, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like... Still, just first place loser. It, yes, but it would have won me a uh, <laughs> Man- Mando ship. Uh, what is it? The ST-90. ST-70. The Rosecrest. Uh, yeah. Um, which would have been nice to have won, because I get, I'll give it away to somebody in a couple of weeks. But alas, Adam didn't want me to win more prizes. I think it's because neither Adam or myself are at that tournament, so we're happy to reduce your prize support because we know we can't win it. Well, you say that, but you've already asked me if you can buy a ticket and still be in the draw. Shh, stop outing me in public. <laughs> I'm trying to pretend I'm bitter here. <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, you know, big big thanks to Ash. It was a fun day, lots of prizes. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, this is it. Like, so he's, um, I think he said he's because he, the numbers were a bit down on where he was hoping to be. Uh, he's kept a load of the prizes, and uh, he's going to run another event uh, probably early next year. Um, so we'll no doubt be back down for that, and um, maybe that next time I can win a ship. So I asked him why he chose the Sunday and not the Saturday, which I think hindered numbers because a lot of people couldn't do the Sunday. Well, is basically it was his birthday, so happy birthday, Ash. But he chose it because his missus couldn't say no. <laughs> he was like, no, this is what I'm doing on my birthday. So fair play to him running a charity event on his birthday as well. That's like super selfless. But yeah, yeah hopefully we can get more numbers. And I know... There was an issue with some price support because there was a fire. So some of it didn't make it out of the fire, but I'm presuming that stuff will make it, will be recreated and then make it into the next event. And that stuff, I've, I've seen pictures of what it was. It's nuts. And it's really cool. Yeah, hopefully it's on a Saturday or something next time because... So it will be on a Saturday. Saturday. I mean, like, it's not great for me to get up to Birmingham. No, I mean, like... It, it, like... There are pros and cons about running on Saturdays and Sundays, and some people will prefer Sundays because they might work on a Saturday or perhaps they've got kids who play sport on a Saturday or something like that. So I can absolutely see the, um, you know, Sundays do work. Um, But, you know, I think certainly around Boarding Brum, I think the numbers are down a little bit. I know some of the locals have dropped off. Um, So I think uh, it's just, you know... It is what it is, and and hopefully, um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll just keep you know running events either you know down in Borden Brum or up in Element, and other people are running, uh, you know, events around the country. I know Richard Greenaway is running a lot down sort of uh, Bristol way, um, you know. So we're we're gonna see like numbers picking up as as more and more people sort of get back into things. And let's not forget, it was a bank bank holiday weekend as well. Uh, you know, obviously with with the yeah, yeah. in the funeral, so people might have had other plans. Um, you know, if it was on a Saturday for me, I wouldn't have been able to make it this weekend because we had to come into work on Saturday instead of Monday. <laughs> That's lame. Shall we? Uh, Shall we? Literally, just going to touch on to Andy's list as well. So, and Andy won the list. Andy Cameron. Um, Andy won the list. Jesus. Andy won the event going four and zero, and he had. Um, we don't know the exact loadout, but it was Bobba, Emon, and uh, Kanan. So again, double sprays. Still doing well. And yeah. Kanan just noping things. <laughs> like Kanan, Kanan's disgustingly good. I'm surprised we don't see more of him. I've been running him quite a lot recently. So there's, just... version, there's a couple of versions, isn't there? There's one with the child, which is basically the child and patience. So you basically yeah. could say, well, I'm getting one back because my guns are relevant anyway. Um, yeah. And if you shoot at me to try and kill me, then I just basically do this thing perpetually at you. Um, and then the other version is you stick them all on Kanan, so he's only got the two. But if you shoot at him, he regenerates his force anyway, so he just continues to to negate your shots. But um, Plus the defensiveness of the fire sprays as well with the two green dice and the sheer volume of hull they've got. It's really difficult to kill. Um, I said it was going to be mean by Andy, so I'm going to be. Um, because, I mean, basically, he didn't he didn't have to pay, uh, play any, any real games because round one he got the bye against <laughs> Ollie Williams. I was going to say, you mean Ollie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> round, round two he got paired down against the person who ended up a 1-4 James. 
Um, so James lost his first game, Andy won. So, you know, and then game three uh, and four, then he played into, you know, so he actually only played like two two competitive games there, you know. It's just, just easy street for him, you know what That's I mean? It's a bit harsh to James. I mean, I don't know. Not <laughs> no, I just, I, I'm, just, I'm just being unkind in a, in a friendly way because James got paired up against the person who won the event. It was a bit harsh on James. Um, well, J- J- James was the closest to beating him as well. So James yeah. only lost 12-14, whereas yeah. the, re- the rest of them, there was at least, what, 14 points difference? You know, only they, only got six points. That's embarrassing. Yeah, so like you know, J- James. Yeah, James did uh, well to. Um, yeah, almost. I think that was um, that was uh, chance engagement, wasn't it? Game two. So that might have been um, getting some half yeah, yeah. half points on some fire sprays, maybe. I'll also point out that James always comes to these board in Brum's event, board in Brum events, and he always brings some version of filth that you look at it going okay i know what i need to do but it's just hard to get around he never gives you an easy game and he's he's not a bad player at all yeah no i'm sure i've played him and i absolutely agree with that i was just you know it was too easy to you know he yeah, he, no. he, he he fell in front of the bullets that i was firing at Andy, <laughs> <laughs> collateral damage yeah no offense intended, James. Do apologize. Everybody else is stuck up for you now. I feel bad, so I'm just going to go back to not being the mean one on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's Liam's job. I'm not mean. I'm honest. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I call you other things when we're not recording, <laughs> like sugar um, bombs. Like, like I usually call him sweet cheeks. Yeah, I usually do. call him. I'm fond of that one. I do, and I also call him the biggest boy. Biggest, biggest bestest boy. boy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, before we just sort of move on to something else, is there anything else you want to say about this, Tim or Liam? Nope. No? Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, since the X-Wing, I've, I've been a bit burnt out with X-Wing, and it's taken a lot of energy to kind of muster up any want or will to play on TTS. Real life events are so much better. I really enjoyed it. And it just, it was night and day, the difference to how much I enjoy TTS at the moment to in real life play. Like I was speaking to Adam about it and he agrees as well. Like he hasn't played on TTS. He only does the keeping it fan events from by Connor. But that's like me, to be honest. Yeah, it's. I enjoyed it so much, and it was a it was a really well run event. It was a room of friendly people, all good games, and I can't recommend it enough. Try and turn up to more local, in real life events, please, people. Uh, actually, I just, I've, I've just remembered one thing, and it was a comment I was going to make. The most English thing to be said at an English tournament uh, when we're getting ready for round one. Sam shouts out, "Have I got time for a cup of tea?" to which he was was told no and then promptly produced a flask of tea and poured himself a cup of tea the correct answer is there's always time for a cup of tea yeah but it was just like (laughs) such a such a british thing to shout sort of at the start of a tournament he also forgot his y wings as well well yeah there was that wasn't there (laughs) (laughs) you just saw a look of despair when he's unpacking his list i was like what's up he was like I took him out to paint. <laughs> and that was it. I was like, you, you tried to paint your Y-Wings? He was like, yeah. So we had to uh, run around the shop and find some uh, proxies for him. <laughs> at least most people have got six million Y-Wings. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sai at the shop did have them. And props to uh, Sam, also from Coventry, plays in the same group as Ollie and did what Ollie can't. And that was beat me. So round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Sam. You're gonna give that poor man a complex. Nah, he deserves it. I, I mean, mean if he already have a complex. Ago. I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm living He'd up probably there just laugh about it. To be fair, he does. He takes it. He takes it in a 
take it in, takes it in his stride. I was going to say, does he take it in the spirit to which it's intended? But I don't think he does, because you intend it in a very mean spirit, and he takes it thinking it's a joke. Ollie's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, a really it. nice guy, to be fair. It's, it's fun to wind him up. Um, right then, just is there anything else well, to be fair. anyone wants to talk about before we kind of wind down a bit? Um, we've got to promote the... I was uh, going to do that in the wind down bit. Okay. <laughs> But oh, we can do so it. I guess we're in the down bit. Do it, um, You go for it, my love. So <laughs> the world's, there is another world's qualifier coming up on the 5th and 6th of November in Gothenburg, or Göteborg, if you're from Sweden. And I got that wrong, so some Swedish person will tell me I'm a fool, so it's fine. I thought it was um, wrong. Is that how you spell Gothenburg? Uh, it, you spell Gothenburg, Gothenburg, with an N in, in English, but in... Uh, um, Swedish, it's Göteborg, it doesn't have an N in it, and it's got a umlaut over somewhere, and it's oh. got weird pronunciation. I would not but have anyway. known that, I thought it was Grundström. <laughs> no. no, it's in Gothenburg in Sweden on the 5th and 6th of November, um, so um, Andreas um, Carlson, who's one of the, the guys organising it, has asked us to, to just pitch it out. Um, tickets are priced at 43 euros that's about what 40 quid it'll be 50 quid soon so buy soon um <laughs> there's 450 swedish kroner which doesn't help anybody um and it is a full world's qualifier so it includes um the uh, paid um flight and accommodation to worlds uh in march um as well as the 2020 um kit which is the uh ricolet um looking yeah. tray and templates and all that kind of stuff plus punch boards and and all that kind of bits and bobs um so um yeah it's a pretty cool kit um we, we've started to see around a little bit um they I really are to go to this. i really wanted to go to this and it's the weekend before my birthday and we'd already made plans so it was announced quite late um, not very late. Yeah. It was announced a couple of months ago that they were going to do it, maybe six or seven weeks ago, that they were going to run this. Um, and I already have a house full of people coming to see me because it's the weekend before my birthday. So with it being the weekend before my birthday, I could have said to everybody, instead of giving me a present that I don't really want, then can you just give me money towards a trip to um, Sweden so I can play some X-Wing? But um, sadly, it came at the start. So I can't go. So I'm pretty. I sad. think I'm going to do the Nordics next year. I've, I fancied doing the Nordics for quite a while. Yeah, they were on my list to do the year in 2020. So when COVID happened, yeah. I had a, I had a pass to go to either Hamburg or somewhere in uh, Scandinavia um, to play in one of the big tournaments. Um, and obviously, COVID conspired to stop me being able to go. Um, so. Um, so yeah, Andreas um, is a great guy as well. So it probably yeah. be run well. He's me and yeah. Tim talked about with him a little bit at Worlds. Yeah, I played against him a few times on TTS. And I, yeah, I was, what what you what you said as well, um, Liam. I I fully agree with you. I was a hundred percent on board with TTS. Um, but I've just not been playing on it. Like I used to play, you know, three or four games a week, just pick up games and then like league games and tournaments and stuff. Um, and I've found myself just not playing at all. And now I'm in the Sith Taker Goodbye to TTT League and um, a list swap thing with uh, that Steel City are running, which is great fun. Um, basically, 50-50 chance you fly your own list or you swap with your opponent and then miss triggers and hilarity ensue while you spend an hour basically every turn trying to figure out what your triggers are because you've never picked up the list before. Um, Have you guys not entered the Hexiled one? Uh, no, not yet. Um, well, but I, I mean, think, that... I think tickets went on public sale today, so you may have missed yeah. out. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not up for it at the minute, to be honest. My my brain, I've got a new job, so I'm not wanting to stay up late and waking up in the middle of the night and waking up early to play TTT games, uh, TTS games against people from all over the world. Um, you mean so... you're having to actually work now? I'm having to actually work, yes. <laughs> uh, it's very sad. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, but no, the, um, the, the real-life play that I've been getting in on Tuesday nights at the club or, like, um, kitchen table games or, you know, when I do get to go to little events, is it's always great fun. Like, I'm really enjoying it. Um, 
and I was I was thinking about actually um, the AMG approach to organized play. I think has been like it's great that they're doing organized play, and it's great that they're running towards worlds. I just can't help but think that they've lost a lot of the competitive in inverted commas players because they fell out when 2.5 was announced and that's fine you know those people have gone or they're leaving they might come back at some point but there's nothing at store level now to pique new players interests to getting involved in those bigger events so we're now seeing the bigger events are starting to fall off in terms of attendance numbers um like the real life ones and i don't think it's because there aren't the players out there i think it's just that there's no there's nothing to hook the newer players and the returning players back into those big tiered um, events because they're kind of looking at them and going, well, I've never seen a store championship. I'm seeing, you know, 10, 12, 20 person events at my local, you know, every so often or we're traveling for stuff or whatever. But with it being no the stores... They have said they're going to bring back store champs. I know. I, so part of me is really happy that they're running the world's qualifiers now and that it's all started back up again and another part of me just thinks well if you just waited until you'd done your store champs and then restarted worlds so that you had a full run into that competitive track um but they didn't i suspect want to wait another 12 months before they started running national level events because i think they realized that they would probably lose the room totally at that point like the competitive players for the big events would have just disappeared and gone somewhere else so you know they were running them because they had to and it's they, they've kind of been a victim of circumstance of what they've been able to run and when um i'm looking forward to a proper run in through kind of store level regional level internationals and up to a worlds in 2024 um, yeah. i'm more interested that, in seeing what happens to be honest next yeah, year that 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 interests me and i'm just a bit it's just a bit like sad that we've got loads and loads and loads of new people coming down to the club at the minute and the first kind of big tournament that we're able to point them towards that they're interested in is the one we're running ourselves in February um, because they don't want to travel to London to spend several hundred pounds on travel and accommodation on a weekend where there's a train strike just to make things worse. <laughs> um, you know, at, at relatively short notice to play in the grand tournament for a game that, you know, they've only maybe just picked up. Um, and it's just, you know, so... Anyway, that was a. I didn't mean to talk about that today, but I have. So there we go. Um, yeah, that was it. Anyway, every everybody who can travel to Gothenburg should um, travel to Gothenburg for the small price of four hundred and fifty Swedish krona plus travel and accommodation. You can have a chance to win another Jess Pava alt art and some other really <laughs> cool stuff <laughs> that is also there. The punch boards are awesome. To be fair, yes, yes they. Ooh, are. ooh. Uh, I've got a little plea that I want to put out regarding the Saint Marana punch board. No one seems to know about it. I don't think anyone's got it. Does it even exist? I'm not sure. Does someone muted Liam? <laughs> no. I did, sorry. <laughs> you got muted oh, it, it... you're begging. Oh, I'd <laughs> like it if and just send me pictures <laughs> of them in your hands, please. Saint Marana punch board punch boards, please. <laughs> uh, I just need to know they exist so I can carry on looking for one. That's it. <laughs> I'm really disheartened. Why? You don't even fly Imperials? I'm confused. Uh, I've got all the punch balls. I will be flying Imperials. They seem like a whole load of fun at the moment. Anti fighters look cool on a table. They I've seen do. Tim use them. They look great. I've been pulled apart by them looking at you, Chivers. <laughs> uh, and I want to get in on that. Yeah, tie, tie fighters are great. I I used them in my Sith Taker game, um, because I knew the person I was going to be playing against would know that I was going to be using resistance, probably Y wings, and that he would bring something that was good against resistance, probably Y wings. So I brought X one one Vader and five tie fighters, <laughs> and managed to pull a win out because I think he was like, "Oh, you're not flying the thing I thought you would be flying." Well, <laughs> oh no. Anyway. So Liam, while you're there, have you got any shout outs to finish off your, your begging? Uh, I actually want to cut off my begging and have a tiny, tiny rant if that's okay. No, it's not. No, What's it's it about? It, What's it about? It's, <laughs> it's pretty much, I'm just sick of all the negativity of people who are no longer playing, bagging on things. 
Yeah, I actually okay. agree with you. It's, it's really annoying. winding me up. Because I want to enjoy something. And the last thing I want is people who, for their own reasons, but reasons we've all heard several times before, and I'm sorry if people feel like I'm targeting them because I'm not, but let us play in peace. If you're going to complain, complain through the right channels. Because complaining on a publicly run, which is effectively a... It's just a fan it's a, page, isn't it? it? It's a fan page. It's like crying about your Sky TV package at your local council meeting. No one there can do anything about it. So if you've got issues, complain down the right channels and let us enjoy what we're enjoying in peace. I just remember you're an admin on the on one of the Facebook pages, aren't you? So you'll see an awful lot of stuff that we just don't see because yep. it gets channeled. Yeah, and honestly, it's just ridiculous. And then when we shut something down because it's not going to go anywhere well, people compare us to Nazis. I'm just like, what? We're just trying to enjoy ourselves and keep this a nice place where people can embrace the game. That's it. Just people are allowed to like things. things. Yeah. And if you dislike it, dislike it somewhere else, please. Thanks, Let me enjoy Bannon. my game. Because that's not fair. I'd I mean, rather I just shush, shut them up and make them watch. I mean, just, <laughs> just to build on that, the, there was, when 2.5 was announced, there was a group that went off and said that they were going to build and develop the continuation of version 2 and apply points to new things. and Which that was I was fine. a part of. Yeah, that's fine. Everybody who wants to still play Legacy X-Wing is more than welcome to go and do it. There are still people out there playing version one. Um, my understanding is that an awful lot of those groups and people have just left the group and left the game entirely because those groups were focused more on saying why 2.5 was bad rather than trying to build and maintain a version two that was actually functional and, and actually good. Um, if you want to play the game positively, play it positively. If you just want to rag on 2.5, then, you know, you can do it. That's fine. That's your choice. But also be aware that, you know, other people are allowed to enjoy things that you don't like. Like, I don't like ballet. I appreciate the strength and the grace and the power and the training that goes into a ballerina or a, or a ballet dancer being a ballet dancer. Um But I'm not going to go and stand outside ballet shouting, ballet's crap. You should all go and watch musicals. I prefer those, oh, so you should well, that's as well. That's what I was going to do this weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> not standing outside the Royal Opera House when the whatever they're called, the Russians come into. Well, it wouldn't be the Russians these days, would it? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to stand outside there when the Russians come into town. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like you, you're not you just let people enjoy things. You know, it's like it's like people ragging on Star Wars products like movies and tv shows and stuff and like trying to convince the whole world about why it's bad and it's like oh did you not like it i did i had space wizards with laser swords <laughs> pretty cool i think i think that's it's a bit of a problem in general like you see people do it all the time like um complaining there's a loads of people whinging about like she hulk at the moment if you don't like it oh, that's yeah. fine but you know some people do i've quite enjoyed it you know yeah, I've enjoyed it's, She-Hulk. It's just one of them things that seems to be prevalent these days. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is about She-Hulk, like, I've heard bad things about it. I've heard good things Have about it. Have you watched it? it? I haven't, but I'm going to, because the amount of people that are saying it's bad makes me want to watch it and enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I know people who have said it's bad who haven't watched it. I know for a fact that they have not watched it. Yeah. And it's just I've seen a clips weird of it. thing to do. Yeah. I feel like... That is what a lot of the complaints about 2.5 are by people who haven't actually played it. Because it, they're only they're only annoyed, they're only riling themselves up. Yeah, you know, it's, I, just, it's screaming into the void. And I no wasn't necessarily the biggest fan when it was first announced, but actually playing it, I've really enjoyed it. But I was probably one of the harshest critics on this cast. Well, I mean, I was against it as well. I was just a bit less vocal. <laughs> I was very vocal, and I yeah, said yeah. my points. A lot of the points I had, I was claiming on, without the full context of the rules. So I was going on half information, and most of the things in the game now, I'm happy to carry on playing. I'm still not on board with the list building, but I'll play. It's just part and parcel of the game that I enjoy playing. Yeah. 
So, chill your beans, scream at the right people, not the people that can't do anything about it, because it's just boring. Go take up... You know what? If you're going to complain, just play Sudoku instead. It's good. It's good for your soul. And annoying. So that's the longest shout-out Liam's ever had. Is there anything from you? That's not even my shout-out. Shout-out to Bum, Ash, and... uh, It's called Boarding Bum. And Filippo. He's a hero. Shout out to Filippo because he's a hero and hooked me up with some good stuff. <laughs> I, I think Tim's going Tim's to have to edit so much of this because it's just nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to shout out no, Filippo because he's no, hooked Tim you up with something. Tim doesn't edit anymore. He just lets us say whatever we want, unless it's a swear word. Sweary bears. Uh, <laughs> I do not have any shout outs at this point. No, Ben. I am. I have done all my talking. Do you know, I don't think I have anything myself. Have you got anything, Tim? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a quick one for my event on the 1st of October. So if you don't want to put up with train strikes in London, uh, come to Boarding Brum. Uh, so I have acquired a second copy of Fury of the First Order. So if we hit 24 players, I will be giving away both of them uh, to random players during the day. Um, so yeah, there's... Why not little... just give them to me? Well, you're coming down, so you have a chance to win it. So. <laughs> Just need to sell, we need to sell ten more tickets, which is easily doable. I'm I'm trying for this one because it's in a couple of weeks, and I wasn't able to go to the one this weekend for reasons, and I won't be able to go to the ones around my birthday because my wife has selfishly booked herself to go and visit somebody that the weekend after, um, and people are coming to visit me the weekend before, so um, I'm going to try and get down uh, on the first of October. Um, for that one, because it's always a good laugh at your uh, at your run events. I do enjoy them. Um, I did just remember actually when I was in Galaxy's Edge. Ooh, name drop. Um, we went into the can- <laughs> no, we went into the cantina, um, and they were selling jelly, and they did non-alcoholic and alcoholic versions of them of these jellies, and they had these little flavor balls, and they're apparently the things in bubble tea. Um, so I was thinking to myself, for the Sith Taker open, I might make like basically vodka jelly but with like little bubble tea bubble flavors in them as well and sell or either sell them or give them away as bounty prizes um so when you're on the you know middle to bottom tables if you can't be bothered with um just doing vodka vodka jelly shots basically just doing vodka jelly shots with um popping candy and um bubble tea flavors mixed in just for a bit of a laugh because they all look a bit weird in star warsy um he's like here's an old dark card uh you've successfully flown a ship off the board have some vodka jelly yeah and also like to say you can either have a vodka jelly or a body shot off me Jeez. <laughs> uh, Rich, on that uh, show i think we might want to gold there yeah, yeah i'm gonna look I, I used to be a jelly shot girl at one of the bars in Wolverhampton. Nice. <laughs> I'll serve them. Right, anyway, it's uh, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Liam. Toodles. The jelly shot girl. Goodbye from Rich. Cheerio. And goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. And we'll see you next time. I'm good, I'm feeling